Hey everyone, hope all is well out in your world and welcome to another episode of the Just Get Started podcast. I'm your host, Brian Andreco. Thanks again for being a part of this journey. Welcome to episode 79, where I bring on a guest today that's a fellow podcaster, Jordan Paris. He's got the Growth Mindset University podcast. Um, he's brought on some great guests, um, a lot you may recognize, has over 150 episodes. I mean, that's that's a lot of work. That's a lot of hustle that goes into getting that in. Um, so really appreciative of him kind of sharing his story, how he got there, and how he's trying to design a life that fits for what he wants to do. Again, get away from the society norms and actually do things that are in line with his vision um, and, and really what he wants his life to be. So appreciative of Jordan coming on, sharing his story, and I think you guys will really enjoy this episode. So without further ado, let's jump into my chat today with Jordan Paris. Let's get it started. Jordan, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining today. Brian, it is my absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me and for being flexible to my schedule. I appreciate that. Yeah, man, no worries. I, uh, I'm excited to chat with you because I, you know, I came across you a little while ago um, and I noticed that we both actually had near a all on on the, our podcast. Yeah, like, yeah, your your yeah, podcast yeah. has got a little more probably buzz than mine does, but you know, it was uh, it was really cool that you know we had that connection point, and and I was yeah. appreciative that you were going to jump on here. So I, I love to see Nears book launch and just how much coverage he's gotten. I I learned so much from the way he launched that book because he probably did the same thing with you but like after the interview he'll follow up and be like hey can you introduce me to like three more podcasters and like he had all these interviews come out on that week of like the book yeah. when the book came out uh he asked you know he asked for it to be released on that week or at least i think he did it with most people and no surprise how successful the the book was and everyone's writing about him from the new york times wall street journal like it's a like dude it's been the buzz for a month I, i'm I'm loving to see it. Is it? And he's, he's a fun guy too. He's we, we yeah. had a great conversation. Very knowledgeable. You know, he's, yeah. he's obviously, as you probably learned, right. I mean, starting different businesses and kind of pivoting and stuff. And I'll give credit to a guy that he's worked with Brian wish. Um, he's mm. the one that actually introduced me to near, I think he was helping him with his book launch and he helped Alan Gannett with his book launch, the creative oh, curve last I'm talking year. to Alan, uh, very soon. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Alan's yeah, a cool yeah. guy. We won't go down that path. Alan's my, actually, my, <laughs> this is whatever. This is fun <laughs> for everyone. It's my lost episode as I call. So I interviewed oh. him, what would be episode 16, you know, now I'm in the late seventies whenever this launches. Um, but it was the only one with poor record for whatever reason, it just did not record well. So it's one of those historic things of like, no, I can always no. use that's the trivia question down the road. <laughs> What's the one guest that never recorded? It was Alan Gannett. So uh, oh, he's man. a cool dude though. Yeah, um, yeah, he is. Well, I, I want to chat a little bit about obviously your podcast and get into that. But one of the things that was again intriguing to me is you're you're, if I can say you're a young man, right? You're not like mm -hmm. me in my mid thirties, right? So one of the things that's always refreshing is because a lot of folks and, and I'll bucket a majority, right? When they're 20, 21, 22, it's kind of, Hey, I'm in college, I'm partying up, you know, I'm, I'm doing whatever. And I'm setting myself up for that entry level job. And, and then I'm on my way. You took a totally different path to that, which is awesome. Um, can you start us back though, before we jump into some of the stuff you're doing now, can you start us back? Like, like why? Like what was your first job? I'm like, what, did you, what was your first job? Like what, what age? I'm, I'm just curious, like yeah. how things started for you, how that mindset uh, yeah. began. 
two of them uh, that that really laid the foundation uh, for the path that I did take when I was 14 and 15 years old. I was this counselor in training at the at this camp called Sesame Rockwood that I went to for many years prior, and uh, and then the, the year after the summer after that, uh, I believe. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe it was like 13, 14, I was in training. And then the next year at 15, I was, uh, the, an actual counselor, but I was a sports staff. Uh, but man, it was horrible, <laughs> you know, just very, uh, I, Oh God, I just don't like authority and, uh, not is people were, you know, it, it, and people are in a, like, in a, you, a lot of times in my experience, it was like, you know, the people in positions of authority were very disrespectful and condescending and just talked to you like, you know, I mean, I was a 15 year old at the time, but I talked to you like a little, you know, a little kid. And, uh, and I, I, like, I just remember getting yelled at so many times. Uh, and I just like, I couldn't understand it. I, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't deserve this. And like, nobody, nobody does. Like if my mom, my mother had seen that at that time, it would have been like, Whoa, like, no, stop it here. And, uh, and then I had from 16 to 18 and a half years old, I worked at this restaurant called Firebirds and, uh, I was, I worked my way up as a, as a busser, uh, and you had to be 18 to be a server. But when I turned 18, became a server because I, you know, I always did went away above and beyond. Like I was actually really good at my job as a busser. I was, I prided myself on being fast. Like my, I got my best friend, my, uh, my friend Peter at the time, uh, a job there. And, uh, shortly after I got mine there and we were, we were just, we were so prideful, it, it, like, like, Oh, I'm fat. Like, Oh, I'm the best. Yeah. They're called guest assistants. They were like, I'm the best GA. You know, no, no. It, like we were, we really, uh, took pride in our job. Uh, but, and I was like cleaning drains and, uh, uh, and, and cleaning piss up off the bathroom floor too. And, uh, and sometimes I would do it like, you know, without even being asked, but, when I got promoted to server, like I, yeah, I wasn't the best server. I really wasn't. Um, but same sort of thing, like, uh, slip ups, mess ups seemingly were, were not allowed. And, you know, I was chided many times and, uh, just did not, did not want to be talked to like that anymore. Uh, I, I got out of there and, uh, and, and I, I, I did not last very long as a, as a server. I flamed out after that. It was just, it was not good. And, you know, there was a whole, you know, the, a change of managers, like, you know, the three managers that I, that, that had started there with me two and a half years prior, like, you know, they were all gone. And, and, uh, so, uh, I got out of there and I said, never again, never will I work for anyone ever again. Uh, and I've kept that promise all these years. It's been four years and I'm enjoying it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so. Well, what, and what's the, did the, the mind, mindset that you would like when you left that job was it just like not only hey i'm going to do something myself did you have an idea of what you wanted to do or is it just i'm just going to figure it out as i go along but i'm i'm going to work for myself well a lot a lot of things i do yeah you're right it's like you know i'll figure it out along the way just make the decision now and figure it out uh you know go to the island and burn all the boats uh, whatever and uh like i just i I decided that that's what i was gonna do and i i figured out like okay the first thing I'll, I'll do. And I thought this would be the last thing, but I wanted to be a personal trainer that worked for myself. I would, I would have in-home clients and I did it. I, I did that. And, uh, and I got my national Academy of sports medicine certification, uh, when I was, 
when I just had, had turned 19. And, uh, and that's great. That was like the first step in working for myself and making money on my own. I was, yeah, I thought it was a ton of money at the time, but I, I'd make $60 in an hour. And, and I was a 19 year old kid and everyone else my age was making eight, nine, $10 an hour. And they'd have to work six hours to make the money I just made in one. And then I work another hour and like, bam, I just like, I'm like, I'm, that's like 10 hours of work for the average person my age. And I was like, Oh yeah, you don't even need, I don't even need to have like a degree or like, I don't have a degree. I, I, I barely had any experience and I was like forging my own path. And like, I was, I realized like, I mean, I, I, I thought it was, but like, you know, you don't really believe it till you see it sometimes. Uh, I realized I could do that. I could make money without a degree, without, uh, without any of this, like, you know, without paying my dues, working at this company, working my way up for 40 years, like you can make it on your own, you can forge your own path. Uh, and so that was exciting. And it just evolved from there. And, and what did you, um, I guess, from running your own business, you know, that kind of the first time doing that, what, what did you learn that maybe you still take with you today? That's been helpful? Yeah, um, it's, it's hard to say, I can't, uh, can't think of like, too much that uh i mean because it's a very it's a very simple very simple thing uh, you know training clients for you know for an hour and 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 leaving like there there is really not anything special about it but uh i will say though it took me when i got my certification in january i think it was january 9th yeah i'm actually looking at the certification right here it was january 8th uh january 8th of 2017 i got that certification and uh and i and i was like oh i'm gonna get clients right away no 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 no. <laughs> i i i was lost i didn't i had no clue what to do and i and and my freshman roommate in college at the time said after two months of like no clients and i had the certification uh spent like 700 800 bucks on it and he's like you know what jordan you're gonna have to bite the bullet and go work at LA Fitness or something. I said no. I said no. Like this is the whole reason I got this is so that I would work for myself. I'm not doing this again. <laughs> no. And that week, it was the middle of March. You know, just over two months after I'd gotten that certification. That week, I got two clients out of nowhere. How did I do it? I, the, the first one, I was on this app called Thumbtack. It's for like independent contractors. And one of the categories is like personal trainers. Like, you know, people are looking for work done. People are looking for trainer. You send out a quote, they can pick you if you want. And I got on there, made it happen. Bam. Got a, got a client. I had a lot of unsuccessful, like, yeah, I, I probably, like I probably scored like one out of 20 on Thumbtack, but I got that one. And that was, that was awesome. And then the, and then a couple of days later, I I found this CrossFit gym that in in the area in my town did this Instagram page and I followed every single person that followed that CrossFit page uh the, the CrossFit gym in in the area and it was like thousands of people it was like 2000 people and I followed so many people that I got banned from following people for 24 hours on Instagram. Like that action was, I was not allowed to take that action for 24 hours. <laughs> and, uh, and then out of all those people, 
a, a teeny tiny fraction of them actually followed me back. Like I cannot, I can't tell you anyone besides this one person that like still follows me today from that page. Like I probably, this is the only person that the one that ended up being my client. Uh, but this, this one person ended up clicking the link in my Instagram bio and uh, filling out the contact form on my site after checking my site out. It was jordanparishealth.com at the time. It's now jordanparis.com, but it, it he filled out the contact form, was interested in, potentially interested in starting training and started the dialogue and we we emailed back and forth and uh, saw him a couple of days later. And uh, and both of these both of these people now are dear friends of of mine jonathan and uh brad uh both great friends of mine had had them as clients for over two years and it's so and since they're my first clients and uh they're such great friends of mine and uh like i i still i I, like i won't i will under no circumstances you know take on new clients because it's just not what i do anymore but these two I will keep them as as long as I can. It's been two and a half years, and uh, the the person I'm actually going to see, uh, get in the car to go see in a in a little bit is uh, is Brad, and uh, it's great, that's pretty good. Well, yeah. those relationships are obviously important, and and you guys built that, which was nice. Yeah. Did you? So, did so you, it takes. Oh, go ahead. It, it ta- to answer your question. Yeah, because I, I want to I want to bring the question to a head. You know, make it satisfy here. Uh, the lesson is. You know, don't don't give up. You, like, I, if I gave up right there, I would have been three feet from gold, right? Like, mm-hmm. I just would have had to just would have had to dig a little bit deeper. I dug so far, and to give up there would have been tragic. Uh, cliche lesson, but uh, never giving up. Even my friend Kevin Rudolph has a song called "Don't Give Up," and I love that song. Uh, it's my one of my anthems. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and it's it's one of those things I think a testament to a lot of folks is that you have to you know and and everyone has different paths, right? Everyone had some people. Yeah, they they hit the goal quick. Other times it takes longer. It just depends if you're on that yeah. right path that you want. And, and there's yeah. some passion behind it to keep you going. Um, Certainly, I, I was curious too, and this kind of probably leads us maybe along the lines of some some stuff that you kind of built over the years. But did you have a philosophy going? into the coaching like i saw you had a background as like a, an athlete and college athlete and yeah. stuff like did that help influence it at all or oh yeah yep yep my outlet at that time was health i loved it and, and my whole family's in the medical industry my father is a general surgeon uh not that not that surgeons know anything about uh <laughs> nutrition they don't uh, admittedly um and my mother's a nurse, two uncles that are chiropractors. So lots of, lots of people in, in, in that area of expertise. And so I, I was influenced uh, from a young ish age to uh, start taking care of, of my body. My, my uncle, my uncles are a little more holistic in their healthcare uh, practices. Uh, they, they do a lot of, you know, they did a lot of extracurricular uh, a, a training outside of like, you know, what they learned in school. They, they did all the extra reading, like, uh, you know, learning from people like Paul check who wrote a, uh, just a landmark book, how to eat, move and be healthy. It's, it's uh, right, right next to me right now. Um, they, and that book and they, they pass that book down onto me and it changed my life. It was an, uh, at the time it was amazing. And, uh, so, so yeah, I, and it became my outlet, um, you know, cause, and I wanted to like, Going to look good, right? Like I, you could always, 
growing up, I was so skinny, could always see my rib, my ribs, like every single one of them just outlined. Uh, and I, I just didn't want that. I was so, I thought it was, I thought it was weird. I was like, I feel like I'm never going to change. <laughs> I had this fixed mindset, but uh, it was around like, you know, 16, 17. I said, I said, no, I can, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to build some muscle here and I'm going to, I'm going to eat right and move and, uh, and, and yeah, and I just started learning so much about it, doing my own learning outside of, you know, National Academy of Sports Medicine, because they don't teach you everything. Uh, you know, I, I just, I was on pubmed.gov for fun, looking up stuff like arthritis and nutrition, uh, tomatoes and arthritis, uh, cancer and nutrition, just looking up, looking at all these studies and, and uh, making these connections and reading all the books, like how to eat, move, uh, how to eat move and be healthy. Uh, the plant paradox, headstrong, um, uh, grain brain, so many of these, these books, a lot of seeking out a lot of these learning resources. And, and, um, I was just so passionate about it. Like I, I, I was, I was so straight and narrow and strict in the way I ate too. I never cheated, uh, never went out to eat. I would always tell people like, Hey, like I see them eat, like you know that's not healthy. Like what? I was so annoying, <laughs> but I really cared. <laughs> I really cared, and uh, and I just wanted to. I I I really wanted to. I felt like a, I felt like a titan. You know, I, I felt like solid, so rock solid. Uh, you know, I I was doing like all these these cool movements. I I I felt like a movement master. You know, just mastering my body. Uh, and uh, it was a lot of fun, and I just wanted to share that with others. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's a, a huge testament. If you you know, I'm big. I mean, nutrition and, and fitness is massive in my life, and it gives you energy to do other things throughout the day. Yeah, right. If you if you're not moving, if you're not you know eating healthy, if you don't sleep right, all of a sudden that just is a detriment to the rest of your life. So yeah. absolutely, sleep is absolutely. the most important thing for me. Yeah. A one, man. It's number, yeah. Number one is absolutely important. And yeah, I wish I knew that at your age, <laughs> mm. but, uh, I learned that a little later, uh, in my late twenties, early thirties, uh, but better late than never, I guess, to, uh, to get your seven plus hours of sleep per night. So seven plus um, yes. Yeah, six does not cut it for me. That's right. No yeah. Way. Well, so how did you transition? So obviously, as you just mentioned mm. earlier, you're not coaching anymore and from a, from a, a fitness standpoint what was the transition out of that why did you decide and i will talk this made me a good lead into the podcast the book you wrote why did you decide to kind of go that route yeah it, it was barely even a, a conscious decision uh it, it really wasn't uh just my my outlet started to change instead of like mastering the body i begun to focus more on mastering the mind and, uh, you know, up in the ante, as far as my reading, uh, like in 2018, I read, uh, for me, this is like my, my, my career high. So to say, I read, I read 31 books that year. Like, that's good. Uh, you know, when I think the highest in any previous year was like 12, even though that 12 was pretty consistent, I, you know, I was never like voracious, uh, so to say, but in 2018, I was, I was a voracious reader. Uh, and, and that was the year that I started to make that transition, the very early parts of 2018. Uh, I, I really don't know why I did it. I just started writing and fell in love with writing and expressing myself in that way. And that became my outlet, uh, sharing that way. Uh, and, and then one thing led to another with 
podcast in the early part of 2018 as well. And, uh, yeah, it's really hard to explain, Brian. You know what I mean? It just kind of happened. I know. And listen, man, I get it. I, you know, I tell the story where, you know, the just get started podcast should have started two times prior, but I failed. I just, I kind of not gave up, but I just didn't have the, 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 the confidence of myself. So you might not have a similar path, but I'm curious what got you from the idea of, Hey, I'm going to start a podcast today to actually doing it and getting a guest and then having a second guest and so on and so forth. One decision. What? One decision. There was, this is what I do. I make these decisions without hesitation, or at least that's what I did at that time. That's why, that's the reason I wrote Growth Mindset University, the book. It's why I started Growth Mindset University, the podcast. You're just split second decisions that I don't even remember. And, uh, and, and going back to like, I think what we mentioned in the very beginning, made the decision and figured, figured it out along the way, took imperfect action and decided I'll, I would grow as I go. And, and so when you just get started like that uh, and, and, you, and while you're trying to simultaneously reposition yourself uh, in, a, in a new area, uh, in a new industry, nobody's really, uh, unless you have a built-in audience, nobody's going to listen. I didn't have a built-in audience. I wasn't Tim Ferriss starting a podcast. I didn't have two New York times bestselling books under my belt. Okay. That, no, <laughs> right. I wasn't Joe Rogan. I wasn't on TV and I wasn't a WWE commentator and I wasn't a stand up comic for like three decades. I, I didn't, you know, I, I, I didn't have a built in audience coming into this. And so nobody, uh, you know, it, it takes a while to, uh, to get some traction, but slowly, but surely it, it did. Uh, I, it just happened. Uh, like I did not set out for like world domination either. It all just happened by colossal accident. Yeah. Yeah. Just and, the and side, now, like one after yeah. another. Yeah. Yeah. Now there's more strategy involved <laughs> now that I like sure. take it much more seriously. Uh, and I'm very intentional about it, but in the beginning I was not intentional about it and it showed because the podcast sucked, <laughs> but it's gotten better. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, I don't it's even the, like to, I don't want to go listen back to my first few episodes. That's I'm what sure. I, uh, I'm still I'm working saying. on it. So yeah, I, I, it's like, I feel like they're liabilities to me. Like I, I people are, I see people out there like, Oh, I just, I just heard this episode. I just heard you yeah. like, I, I'm like, Oh, I was just listening to your podcast. And if they, and I'm like, Oh yeah, which one man. And if they say an old episode, like what happened yesterday, someone listened to i like someone told me they were they're in the middle of listening to one it was like an old episode and it's like darn it <laughs> you know it's a liability I, mean, I, I like you know what i like though um it's actually a good point and maybe for everyone listening like i'm, I'm and i think you probably agree with this like i'm so bullish on audio i think it is the wave of the future at least in terms of and, and it might be look a little different with alexa and all these other things going on but at least that's a great way to consume content. And, and I tell everyone, like, everyone should start a podcast. I think the cool thing, you actually just mentioned it, is to tell that story, um, right? Is to, you know, it's kind of a Gary Vaynerchuk, right? The document, you know, versus create type thing is being able to understand that, hey, I can look at a couple of years ago and then look at today and actually see that growth pattern versus it's sometimes tough when you look at someone in the distance, like, oh yeah, they're successful because of, you know, X, Y, and Z. And you kind of, and people make excuses about that. I used to, I used to complain about it. Now, at least I can say, no, 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 you're in the grind. You're getting experience. Would you agree with that? Is that, I mean, in terms of like, you got to go through the motions to get the experience, Yeah. But you can't get the experience unless you go through the motions, you know? It's kind of yeah. a good take. Uh, 
I do. I do like that. Rand Fishkin and I were talking about that recently. Uh, you know, he, you know, he, he has a very different perspective than I do about like the past that about the past episodes. Like, yeah, it, it can be a really beautiful thing. Uh, you know, listening from one, episode one to episode seventy or episode one hundred fifty uh, to see the the growth and, and difference. It can be a very hopeful sort of thing, uh, an inspiring thing, an empowering thing for other people. My thinking too much brain is like what if they never get to the new episodes because the old ones were so bad <laughs> but uh i i, I agree uh, that's fair. i agree with you what did you um and I, i'm not asking you to like uh break down your whatever 100 how, how many total how many episodes do you have as we're recording this at the time of recording and this will this will be changed this will you know by the time it comes out it'll probably be different but it's uh it's around 150 yeah. Okay. So in 150, you know, episodes and you're doing these interviews, I don't expect you to kind of give every answer here, but is there one common theme that's kind of been more prevalent than another with the guests that you've had on? It's almost like it's a continually, you hear the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. Uh, education needs to change. <laughs> it needs to evolve. The education uh, system. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it really does. It's a very consistent thing with these very successful people uh i i it's a it's it's very uh it's astonishing like the people that that have agreed with, with me uh in my views on education like you know a great, great example of it is uh i highly recommend the episode with james altucher i yeah you know, we, we're, we're just talking about it for we talked about it for like 40 minutes uh it was a good 40 minute chunk of the episode we're talking about education and i i, like, I want to put a bow on it i want to move on to the next thing i'm like so James, is formal education a huge scam? He goes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, a scam is very extreme. Uh, it, now, but if you hear that episode, maybe you'll, you know you'd understand why we're we're describing it as a scam. Uh, I certainly think it is that. But uh, but yeah, that's a that's a common theme uh, as well. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, I, I don't disagree. I think the education system, again, we could probably talk about that for 40 minutes too, just because uh, there's a lot of thing. And I have, I have a, a child, so I have a seven-year-old that's in elementary school and I see mm. a lot of stuff. I'm like, oh gosh, it's like, it's, you know, it, it's like a groundhog day. I see the same thing that I was going through when I was in school. I'm like, not much has changed here. A few things, you know, they paint some walls and they change some to wobbly chairs, but for the most part, it's a lot of the same learning. Yeah, the, um, the material and syllabi are decades outdated. Not learning yeah. the things that work today. I don't know yeah. about you know that. I know at the college level is is what I'm speaking to right now. But uh, you know, for example, the marketing principles that were, <laughs> or I was a I was a marketing major for many years, and and I, you know I love marketing. Uh, it's not where I learned it. At all, Absolutely. I learned it from I learned it from people like Russell Brunson. Uh, I learned it from people like Seth Godin. So, Jordan, I'm curious on this is you know, and I ask this to a lot of the guests is really why not only did you write a book, but why then? So, that, I think if I'm right, it launched last year, right? Um, mm -hmm. Why did you decide at that time was the right thing to write a book at that at that point? I guess. Yeah, it was just another one of those decisions, man. Um, there was really no thought process involved with it uh and it's very different this time around with my second book coming out soon but uh it was much more strategic but i was just writing one like just to because i enjoyed it and uh i didn't even t i told exactly zero people that 
including anyone in my family, that this book would be published on May 17th of 2018. Uh, and uh, I was 20 years old then. And, um, and you know, like I had no marketing strategy for it uh, other than like posting it to Facebook. <laughs> it was just, it is, it's funny. Uh, very different this time around. Learned a lot from our friend, Nir Ayal, uh, definitely incorporating a lot of what he did uh, into it this time and uh, shooting for the stars. And um, uh, I'm very excited, very excited for it. And uh, so, so to answer your question with the first one, there's really no reason. Uh, but with the second one, it just seemed, just seemed like the right time because it's called the podcast playbook coming out first week of January, uh, 2020 that, uh, you know, I, been on this journey for the, over over a year and a half with the podcast uh and seen great success with that people and i you know i started this marketing and production agency for serious podcasters out of a demand uh and people asking me questions all day every day about podcasting uh and and with the with the free course uh on, on podcasting uh, that, that people have just been loving it just made sense to you know uh, write a book on podcasting right now and then, and, and share everything and then move on, uh, and get back. Cause I want to, I want to, I, th this is like a very niche type of book. Like the only people that are going to get this book are podcast hosts, very niche, but, um, I want to get back to something more, not like too general, but I want to write about something. Uh, I want, I want to move on to like, writing about different things uh next time i don't know i'm thinking about like you know thinking about like an introvert's guide to extroversion and, and making for, i don't know something like making friends that could uh, be a good know. topic yeah I, I don't know it could it could be you know it's just one of those things i throw around in my head um you know uh might i might hear this later down the line and think like oh that was a really dumb idea or or I could come up with a really badass title for it and be like, yeah, I, and it could actually be something. Uh, who knows? But uh, yeah. when the time is right, I'll know. What, is there any like little nugget you can give about the podcast playbook? Maybe, again, someone listening that wants to start a podcast or maybe have just started out in their own podcast. Anything you'd share that might be a, a good nugget for in, so that they have a little like breadcrumbs to wait until January? Yeah. Uh, well, there's a way to build a, uh, there, there's a really, the subtitle is, um, you know, it's like the winning game plan to, uh, actually, I, I don't have the subtitle down pat yet. Let's see. It's right here. It says the winning game plan to build an audience and make money as a podcaster. And so like, there's a way to do this and make money with your podcast without any ad revenue. Uh, and it's building a business around your podcast. And I go over in I believe chapter eight of the book, I I, I think the the chapter is titled "The Best Selling Podcaster," and uh, I go over how to build a business around your podcast and and how a podcast fits into your funnel uh, and and what it might make sense for you uh, to to create what kind of product or service it might make sense for you to create around your your podcast. And that's the thing; it has to make sense too um like what do people 
what do people ask you most often ask you questions about? What do, what do people most often come to you advice for about? And, and through answering a lot of these questions that I lay out in the book, you can from there come up with all of the solve for all of the variables of your funnel, like the lead magnet, the, the tripwire, all that stuff that I go over in there. You can, you know, I walk you right through it and, uh, and I'm really excited for it because at, you know, so many, so many podcasters are disillusioned, like, you know, uh, uh, with ad revenue being like the Holy grail. Um, it's not. And I think it's a terrible, terrible business model too. I'll actually, actually, I ran the numbers on it a little bit. Uh, let's see. So, you know, Brian, when we consider that the average ad slot goes for 15 to $40 per thousand downloads. Okay. That makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you have 15,000 downloads per episode, which is a lot, by the way, you're only making $23,400 per year. If you're putting out an episode every single week. Now, if you put out two episodes per week and you're lucky, lucky to have sponsors, uh, on both of those episodes, then you can make $46,800 per year. Uh, you know, th- sure, like this money might make you a living, but is it this going to enable you to design the life of your dreams? No. Uh, w- what happens if those sponsors don't even re-up their, their co- after your contract ends with them? Because they didn't get enough leads directly from your podcast. Not The, the results from your podcast aren't that measurable. It's a it, it's not a winning business model, ad revenue. Uh, and so I go over another way to do this and uh, I'm excited. Yeah. That's awesome, man. No, I'm excited for you. Get you know, book number two out. It's always probably yeah. you know, kind of moving in that direction, which is uh, pretty cool. I'm curious this, and, and again, it's more probably from an age thing. Um, are, do you have imposter syndrome? I hear this a lot with younger entrepreneurs or have you? I had it in, you know, over a year ago. Uh, I, I really don't anymore. Um, but, How did you get over it? Was there any you know tips or, or, or yeah. techniques or anything that helped you kind of get no. the mindset, that confidence? Or I, I really don't know. Uh, and that's that's something too. You have to have the courage to say like, I don't know sometimes. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, I just know September of like 2018, I really wasn't <laughs> feeling all that great about everything because I'd, I'd have like I'd have people coming up to me and you know like talking about like this that the other thing oh, like oh your book oh the, you know oh you're crushing it you know successful whatever uh you know you know when if you write a book and you're 20 years old people think you're successful even if it doesn't really like sell but uh but people were really but inside I was like September 2018 I don't know what happened but I was like super depressed like, like it's a big hiccup in, uh, in my life. And, uh, so I was really feeling like, uh, like an imposter. Yeah. And, but I moved on from that pretty quickly. Well, it seems like that's been a trend is like quick decision, move on, go to the next thing. Right. It's kind of like, that's been, seems like that's worked for you well though, which is good. Yeah. Less thinking about it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Less thinking, more doing. I have a, I've had this on my wall here, of uh, my dream car, uh, or this, uh, uh, I, I, I like the, I like the new Porsche Boxsters. I really do. But I've had this on my wall for years. It says, stop wishing, start doing. Stop, mm. stop thinking, start doing too. 
Well, it's a, a great quote that I always bring up a lot on this podcast is I think it's from Seneca that, you know, we suffer most often in imagination and then reality. Exactly. Like we're always overthinking what could happen instead of actually going and, and trying to make it happen. So I think to your yeah. point is like, you just got to take that step, you know? Yeah. Even Mark Twain has a very similar quote too. And I'm going to totally butcher it. I have no idea the exact quote, but it's something like, you know, I've had many troubles in my life. Most of it imagined. Yeah. And, and I, again, it just goes back to, I think we, we overthink all so much instead of just like making a decision and, and going forward with it. And I, again, I appreciate that you're doing that because I think that's a testament that, you know what, you can't, I, Gary V actually just talked about this recently where he talked about like, I don't make, you know, once I make a decision, I don't even think about the other option. Like what yeah. could have been, that's far, far gone because I'm down this path already. And I, I just kind of forgot about it. So, yeah, I, I do think though, Brian, it is worth noting that you, know, you can make these decisions without hesitation and put out something minimally viable into the market. If you don't have that built in audience, you know, if nobody knows who you are, like you can afford to do that. But if you now it's hard for it, it's harder for me to get away with just doing something on a on a split second decision and like just putting out a half good uh, thing, you know, a half good product or half good service uh, because people are going to see it right now and it could trash my reputation. Like if Apple, if Apple were to just, you know, put out a if they were to put out a minimal minimum viable product to to everyone. Uh, that would be a disaster, ruin their reputation because uh, they have a built-in audience. If they were like, I mean, if they were brand new, if this was their inaugural uh, year that their company was in business, then maybe they could do that. Uh, maybe they could afford to do that, but now definitely not. You, you have to have you have to have more of a strategy in place the bigger you get. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Well, to that point, because that's really good advice. Is there anything, I always kind of like to end these things with, it's kind of like an open forum type, you know, any advice maybe you've learned, when we talk about some quotes, maybe it's something you live by, um, but that you would share maybe with the audience as something to kind of get them out to motivate them, inspire them yep. to kind of do their own thing. Don't make a living design a life. It's been in my Instagram bio, as stupid as it sounds, for over three years now. It's not because it sounds good, Brian, it's because it actually works. And I've designed my life around the criteria of making a lot of money, helping a lot of people, and having a lot of fun. And the goal, the ultimate goal is to have every activity align with those three criteria. And so you can use those criteria or you can develop your own criteria, but design your life around that and it'll be a joyful existence. That's awesome, man. Where can everyone find you online? Where can they connect? The podcast playbook will be out January 8th of uh, 2020. So if you're if you're listening to this uh, after that date, you can get it. There's going to be a pre-order. I know we're recording this very far in advance, but uh, I know uh, there's going to be a pre-order up. I don't know when that when I'm going to put that up. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm excited for people to get their hands on the podcast playbook. I pour it all out there. And uh, other than that, you know, you can find me at jordanparis.com. Perfect, man. This is this has been awesome. I, I, uh, man, you know, it's always fun connecting with other podcasters, obviously, but folks like yourself, again, we're being younger, but you're not using that. That's not a crutch, right? The age doesn't no. matter. It's that you're going out there and actually executing on stuff that you believe in. So really cool to have you on here. And I, and I appreciate the, you know, the, the chat. Brian, I appreciate you. You're an excellent host. 
Well, I hope you all enjoyed that episode and look forward to having you in the next one. And if I could make one ask of the community, if you did enjoy this one or others, please head over to iTunes, leave me a quick review, give me a rating, let me know how I'm doing. It also gives a chance for this podcast to get bubbled up to more people, more exposure on it, and hopefully help other people on their journeys kind of get to that next level. And go check me out online. BrianAndraco.com is the website. Um, I have the podcast there, blog. I even have a now page to kind of keep people up to speed in the last couple months, what's going on in my world. Um, at worst, it allows my mom to keep tabs on me and make sure I'm doing okay. And feel free to connect with me on Instagram or Twitter, at BrianAndraco. Send me a DM. Let me know how you guys are doing, a little bit about your journey. I love to connect with new people and kind of hear what's making them passionate and motivated to reach fulfillment in their life. So I thank you guys again for listening in. I hope you have a great day, a phenomenal week, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.